0: Jamie from Stomar Games and I'm so happy to be here today for our January Spectacular right This is our, uh, our first e-newsletter day, our first live cast of 2023, and it's a big one. Um, there, today is the pre-order, or the beginning of the pre-order, for the third printing of the Wingspan nesting box. And this one's a little different than the other two. Um, one of the things that we heard from customers a lot with the nesting box in particular is that uh, they wished they could guarantee themselves a copy. And that is only possible if uh, someone places a pre-order before we actually begin production of a product, because after we begin production of a product, um, if you place an order, for sure, it's guaranteed, but there is a finite quantity at that point. So if we start to make 5,000 copies of the nesting box, if we sell 5,000 copies of them, even if you're on any newsletter or back in stock list, there's no guarantee that you'll actually get it at that point because you might be number 5001. And when you try to place an order, you'll see that it's out of stock. So we're doing something a little bit differently than we've done in a while here. And uh, so we opened a pre-order, as you can see on our web stores, for the nesting box, just the nesting box. uh, And we haven't begun production yet. We'll begin production probably next week, maybe the week after that. And so the pre-orders that we receive in the next week or so, are really, really important because that will determine the overall quantity of uh, of the pre-order. And so say we receive 5,000 pre-orders over the next, next week or so, um, we'll probably make the print run, I don't know, around double the size of that. We don't have an exact number for that yet. Um, but the point is that we will have some extra copies so we can keep that pre-order open for a long time. But at that point, that kind of starts a timer. There is a chance at that point that if you wait too long, you will try to pre-order it And we won't have it anymore because we've reached that finite quantity for your region. Um, So uh, that's what we're doing today. If you want the nesting box, now really is the time to get it, even though you will have to wait a while because we have not started production yet. Um, Production will take around four months. Then there's freight shipping. And really, freight shipping can take up to two months these days. So we're anticipating mid-2023 delivery of the nesting box. This is your way to reserve it. This is your way to get it for sure. Um, So feel free to go pre-order it next week. Later, maybe later in the livecast, if I have some time, I'll go through my big copy here. You can see it. I I have my copy full of um, Wingspan stuff, and I'm wearing a Wingspan shirt today as well. So what else is going on today? Good morning, Tony, Chad, Stephen. So today, oh, Daria is very, very uh, later over in Turkey for Daria. One of the other major features of today's e newsletter which I have up on my other screen right here, which you can't see, is that I listed the 2023 preview. And I'll read it out loud just for fun so you can see what it is today. But what I talk about here is that um, it's not a direct spoiler for anything in uh, the list. Um, Actually, I see a question from Australia over here, so I might answer this question first. But I'll come back to this in a second. The preview is not a direct spoiler. It is a teaser at things to come from Stonemaier Games in 2023 to kind of of get you guessing, get you thinking. It's a little bit of a riddle as to what is coming here. And um, yeah, I'll read that out loud in a second. But it's very late for Steve here to be asking the question here. So Steve says... uh, So he's up very, very early in the morning. Thank you, Steve, for chiming in. Very, very late for you. I hope you're okay waking up in the middle of the night. He says... Uh, he's been thinking about what to ask you. And my favorite question is, who's your favorite, Ollie Palmer or Super Paul Mullen? <laughs> so Steve is referencing the show, or really the team slash show, Wrexham. Um, Welcome to Wrexham is the show. And uh, these are two of the the, uh, the players who join the team for the season that they follow in the show Welcome to Wrexham. And I believe both players are still on the team. Um, I don't know. I like both of them a lot. But i really like the moment when ollie palmer joins the team it's really really fun that he kind of joins mid-season and he makes some some great stuff happen i don't want to spoil that season for anyone who hasn't watched it but uh i really like that moment paul mullen is just consistently awesome and i love how the fans embrace him but i'm going to go with ollie palmer here what about you steve do you do you prefer one over the other and have you watched the full season now have you watched full season of welcome to rex in season one the excel gamer says how are you and how is everyone in your house doing today Megan's a little under the weather, a little bit of a cold today, but I'm doing well. The cats are doing well. You can see Walter here in the background, chilling on, the, on his little mat. So yeah, we're, we're doing pretty well here. Thank you for asking. Uh, Linda says that she bought uh, the Wingspan game, expansions, and the box all within one month. Uh, thank you, Linda, for doing that, for embracing the world of, of Wingspan no, notably, this is probably a good chance for you to mention that the nesting box is so big that we actually prepackage it at the factory. And so you can't actually include anything else in an order for the nesting box. So if you want the nesting box, you want to pre order it, you can do so. You can put it in your cart, but you can't put a second copy in your cart. You can't put other items in your cart. You will have to order them separately because they will ship separately. They are separate items that will need to ship separately. Whereas the nesting box already has a package around it. It's its own carton, essentially. They're just gonna put a label on that carton and ship it out. Um, So just letting you know that if you encounter something weird when you put it in your cart and you want other stuff too, it's great that you want other stuff, but you'll need to place a separate order for that stuff. And that's especially the case for a pre-order product because even if we were able to ship this together with those other products, they wouldn't ship until May twenty twenty three. Whereas all those other products that we're selling are in stock right now. <coughs> Excuse me. Simon says, any chance future expansions of Wingspan will expand the duet mode to more players? It's an amazing experience for two players, but we also play with four, and the other two players wondered they also play not duet mode, but they play in their group with more than more than two. <clears throat> and they wonder if it's in the works. Um, I don't spoil stuff that is in the future, Simon. But uh, I, I appreciate that feedback that you like that you like the duet mode enough that you want to see it with more players. I think that is possible. I think, I think it is possible for us to release a bigger duet-style board that could apply to higher player counts. I think that is feasible. <clears throat> let's see how says since you brought up shipping is the gaming industry still considered in a shipping crisis. Um, I would say it's not in a great place still, and it's not just the game industry. It's freight shipping in general. So before the, uh, so I do, I just got a, I just got a, uh, let me know if you can still hear, hear me. I muted myself for a second to cough. Um, before the pandemic, Freight shipping prices, for example, from the U.S. To, from China to the U.S. were around four thousand dollars for a forty-foot shipping container, which may have just been too low. Like maybe that wasn't indicative of what the right price should have been, but it was very low. That was that was fantastic. Um, currently, just yesterday, I got a bill for that same route from China to St. Louis, and the bill was for fifteen thousand dollars for that freight shipping container. Um, at the peak of the pandemic, at the worst time. We paid $33,000 for a container, for a 40-foot container. So it is lower than that. But $15,000 is still a lot more than $4,000. That's more than three times, almost four times higher than that. So um, it is still having a huge impact on the prices of of games and, and the cost that publishers incur. I think we've seen a lot of publishers, including Sumire Games, kind of take on those costs instead of passing them on to you, which means our margins are a lot tighter these days. Um, so we really do appreciate your support. And hopefully those freight shipping container costs will continue to go down. I am hoping that they'll settle, or I, I, I kind of expect slash, slash hope that they will settle around eight to $10,000 for a shipping container. Um, for that route that i'm mentioning here which is the most relevant to us although we do ship worldwide so other routes are very important as well um tofer said his buddy would like a reskin a wingspan with dragons what say you you know, we've gotten lots of ideas for ways to reskin wingspan and i can say this um i think there is the possibility for wingspan spin-offs and sequels in the future but they won't be reskins uh reskins a reskin is just, you know, taking the exact same mechanisms that we've already designed and slapping some new art on them. And I don't think that is the best way to respect your wallets. And I don't think that's the best way to respect all the work that Elizabeth put into Wingspan. We can build off of that. We can spin off off of that. But um, if we had a Wingspan with uh, with, with dragons, say, for, for your hypothetical, I, I think it would need mechanisms that match dragons. Because dragons are different than birds, or they if they existed, they would be different than birds. So... Uh, I think wingspan spinoffs or sequels are possible, um, but I don't think I don't think we we are not considering reskins. And that note, uh, let me quickly read the twenty the, the bullet points for the twenty twenty three preview. In case you haven't read it, there's also a link in the description here. So uh, these are the teasers. Obviously, I'm not going to actually spoil any of this. You can think about it. You can hypo- hypothesize about it. I'm not going to answer questions about it. But I can read it out loud to you here. Um, so the first one is a shiny addition to a current game and a shiny addition to a new game. Number two, three big twists on alternate histories. Number three, and these are in no particular order. I'm just reading them in the bullet point order. A new time to order new games and a new way to add order to a current game. Number, th- number four is the option to journey to planets, islands, Asia, and deep underwater. Number five is new ways to see and see. See spelled in two different ways. And a course correction for those who love to advance. Those are the teasers for 2023 releases from Stonemaier Games. Julie says she's still really enjoying duet mode. A few people confirmed that they can still hear me. Thank you for, for confirming that um dusty from the mill is here always good to see hear from you dusty uh zach says with some of your teasers today and new items on the release schedule what will the new wingspan cards do to be more friendly visually zach i really look forward to showing you those cards um yeah we have talked about how we have vision friendly wingspan cards that will be released sometime in 2023 and this is also our way of meeting Um, what people are, some people have asked us for full sets of replacement cards or full sets of like, they don't want the whole Asia expansion. They just want the cards. And so this is a way for them to buy just the cards. Um, Zach, I don't have the samples yet. In fact, I'll ask, I probably should have received the samples by now. I don't know why I haven't. Maybe, uh, maybe my coworker, Joe has received them. Um, but I will ask about that because I'd love to show them to you on a live cast. Like It's not something that I, I, I'm keeping a secret at all. I'd love to show them to you. When I get samples of them, I will show them to you so you can see what they, how they are visually distinct compared to the original Wingspan cards. And to be clear, we are not changing the format of the Wingspan cards included in the expansions and the core game. This is a formatting change specifically for those who want more vision-friendly cards and just want to buy those cards. So I will show them to you soon, but I don't have samples yet. Rob says, I must have missed the second printing of the nesting box. It sounds like that for you, Rob. Yeah, the second printing happened in mid-November, and that was for a small printing of the nesting box that we had started a few months before that, mostly for, lo- for uh, localization partners, international partners, but we had a few thousand copies already in production, and we should be shipping them in January. But that pre-order was in mid-November, and it went very quickly, and it's over now. Or it was over months ago. Rob says, will the second printing be going to retail? No. The only printing in the nesting box that, that will go to retail is the one that's currently happening here. So if you want to pre-order the nesting box from your local retailer, you can actually do that now. Although check with your retailer to make sure that they are comfortable ordering from a distributor that is actually carrying it. Uh, so what you're, you need to go to your retailer and say, I want the nesting box. And the retailer can go to their distributor, which is GTS in the U.S., and other retailers uh, like Universal in Canada, Asmodee in, uh, in Europe, they can go to their distributor and say that they want it. And they need to do this now. And you need to do this now because uh, distributors will place their orders with us, like you, before the printing begins, before production begins. So it is totally fine for you to pre-order the third printing of the Nesting Mox from your retailer of choice, but you got to do it now. Got to do it really soon. Uh, Dusty says, my hints for 2023 are way more obscure than the previous year. Um, so make sure that you write down what the hints are related so you can share them in December. Uh, Dusty's also alluding to the fact that I revealed what all of last year's hints, all the riddles that I revealed last year, what they refer to. Um, and Dusty, yeah, you have a good point that I should uh, remind myself what all these riddles mean for 2023. But if you see the newsletter, there's a link there where you can check out what, uh, what the mystery was from last year because and, 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 I recently resolved uh, the mystery. A chat says, for card-heavy games like Red Rising, Wingspan, and Viticulture, have you ever found that you had too many cards? Is there a card amount that you feel is too much? I don't know if I've ever felt that a game had too many cards necessarily. There are instances where you can have cards that are a little bit difficult to shuffle when you have too many. Like That's pretty much the case with Wingspan at this point, right? Like, there are so many cards here. I'll show you what my cards look like in the box. Here's the top layer of my nesting box. It's heavy, it's full. Um, my middle layer looks like this. Here's the middle layer of my nesting box. And you can see that uh, there are lots of cards over here. There are other places to keep cards in the nesting box as well. Underneath here, yeah, underneath here in this container and in the, in the bottom layer. But yeah, there's a lot of cards here. They're tough to shuffle. Um, although it doesn't take that long. It took me maybe a minute or two to shuffle through them when we played a a few weekends ago. So it takes a few minutes. um, But I think it's worth it. I think it's worth having that many cards. And I think the key for me is just reminding myself that I don't need to shuffle all the Wingspan cards every time I play. I can just set aside the ones that I haven't recently used. In fact, we have a little tab in the nesting box for recently used cards along with other tabs for other areas if you want to sort them that way. Um, But yeah, you you can just sort by recently used and so you know you don't use them the next time you play if you want to do it that way and not shuffle everything tim says are those cards i think he's referring to the vision friendly cards are those cards mutually exclusive um let me know what you mean by that tim um the cards are the they have the exact same gameplay content and art as the wingspan cards um, and you can order. You will be able to order them, the Vision Friendly cards, just as a a set per um, per expansion per core game. So you can buy just the Wingspan European Vision Friendly cards if you want, or just the Oceania Vision Friendly cards. Let's see, um, Steve. Okay, Steve, who is up very early in the morning here. Oh. I has asked, uh, what would you rather see? A very good classic game, like worker placement for example, or a good game that innovates? I guess my question relates to how important you feel that innovation is to game design, both for my game designs and game submissions that you receive. Is it uh, one of the most important factors? So, ah, that's a great question, Steve. So, in the end, what matters to me is that I have fun with a game and that I think a lot of, if I'm uh, publishing it, that I think a lot of people will have fun with the game. I think that's the key here uh, when, I, when I make a publishing decision. However, if uh, the place where innovation and uniqueness comes into play is if a very similar game is already out there, um, I'm probably not going to publish a, a game that is already very similar to it. And for the same reason, I think we end up culling our collections for this reason, right? Like you, if you have a great worker placement game that uses dice as resources and another great worker placement game comes out that has dice as resources, you might try it. But I think uh, at that point, you might make a decision between those two games, between what, which one you're going to keep on your shelf. And so an example that I've used a few times is, uh, is Tzulkin. Tzulkin, I think, is a really creative game with an innovative mechanism of these gears that you turn throughout the game. And there are very few games that have come out since then that use gears in that way. We've had a few game submissions over the years that use Gears, but I've never played one that I thought was as good um, as, as Tolkien. So for a game that isn't innovative, to be able to replace an existing game, it needs to be better than that game. In my opinion, I know that's highly subjective, um, but I think that makes it very difficult. So if you don't have that innovative hook, you're competing against games that are already very similar to it or, or somewhat similar to it. And you have to be better than those games. And there's some great games out there. So... Um, I think innovative having an innovative mechanism in a game or multiple innovative hooks in a game gives it an edge up and lets it makes a game a little bit easier to stand out from games that that already exist. Dusty says, do any of the hints you provided in this January twenty twenty three newsletter relate to the twenty twenty two hint that slipped into this year, or is this too spoiler? Yeah, that is a I'm not going to answer questions about this uh, about the, the teasers, Dusty. There just for you to hypothesize about. Um, but they are related to all the things that we're releasing in 2023. Um, yeah. Steve says that he agrees with the Ali Palmer pick, and uh, his partner and him are up to episode 14 right now. So I don't remember exactly what happens on episode 14, but uh, it sounds like you're you're a little bit more than halfway through the season. Maybe maybe even beyond that. Hamam says, I'm really enjoying Tapestry on Board Game Arena. Are there any other plans for Stillmeyer Games to be added to Board Game Arena? We've actually given Board Game Arena permission to put pretty much all of our games on their platform. It's just a matter of them finding developers who want to do that. Um, I think, uh, and, and it's also, they've made it clear that they don't want me to announce that stuff until they do. And so the last game to appear on Board Game Arena, I think was Wingspan. I think Wingspan was the most recent one to appear there. But I think there is at least one other one in the works, maybe two. Tim says, are, are, oh, are the clues mutually independent? I, thank you, Tim, for clarifying that. Uh, the teaser clues for 2023. Yeah, this, last year there was some overlap. This year there's no intentional overlap. Um, but uh, there's one clue in here that kind of applies to a number of, of different uh, things. It's, more, it's less about a product and more about a method of how we sell, sell games. So um, that does apply to multiple things. Chess says for the too many cards question, I was particularly asking if you found there were there was too many cards when designing a base game. No, I'd say the same thing then too. I I, I haven't ever asked a designer or asked myself to cut cards simply based on the quantity. I've done that based on the quality and of um and of like the uniqueness of cards. Like if there are two cards that are very very similar and they don't stand out from each other. We might cut one of them. Uh, Simply because uh, it's the second card isn't adding anything to the game, but purely for the sake of quantity, I, I don't think I've, I've cut things for that purpose. Dusty says, "I know you that I know that you like heist and game shows. Have you heard about Netflix's new show Kaleidoscope? Subscribers are given different episode orders, with each episode named after a color. You can watch the episodes in any order, except you're supposed to watch white last. The episode called White. It sounds fascinating. I can't wait to dig in." I do want to try this show and i was very excited about it and then i read a review saying that it w- wasn't as good as they hoped um so i'm still curious to try it though definitely i love high shows it's certainly worth a try and i think that different order mechanism is is pretty cool that, that, that the order that shows that the episodes can be watched in any order i think that's that's uh, an innovative approach um to a show so yeah i'm, I'm definitely going to try it i'm curious to hear your thoughts dusty if you give it a try All right, let me jump to a a few topics that I have today. So I've talked about the e-newsletter, which is up on my other screen here. I've talked about the uh, the nesting box and the 2023 preview. I have a few other little things in here. Um, I highlight the demographic survey results. Um, I talk about the the reprint of the Viticulture Wine Crate, asking people to sign up for a back-in-stock notification because that's due to arrive in mid-February. Also, there are um, the Tapestry Arts and Architecture Expansion is incoming and i think it should arrive pretty soon so if you want to get that and you haven't gotten it please make sure to sign up for a back in stock notification for that too a few fun things that i've been up to i went to uh uh, played some disc golf over the weekend played actually a lot of disc golf in the last week um because some friends and megan had some days off last week and went to a little new year's party um and now i'm slightly regretting that decision because i heard that someone at that party had covid i was never near that person but um you know there's there's always a risk fortunately all my friends are, are vaccinated and, and are very careful about masking and public things like that so i think our our chances are pretty good but we'll find out about that and some games that i played in the last week are uh bullet creature comforts and space base and i can say that two of those games are new to me creature comforts and bullet i enjoyed both of them and both of them will appear in some way in my top 10 games of 2022 list that list will go live this sunday this past sunday i talked to i talked about games that i played for the first time in 2022, but that were released or were widely available before 2022, which was still a, a, a lot of fun to go over that list to talk about games that I just enjoyed playing and discovering for the first time this year. So that video was already live, that was live this past Sunday. Um, I also did, uh, on, on Monday of this week, I talked about um, our method for sending games to reviewers and content creators. I do an annual post about this and it's a very detailed post, but if you wanna see the methods of, of how we decide um, how, how to send out games to reviewers and how many games we send out to reviewers. That post went live on, on uh, Monday. And last Thursday, I did a post that was somewhat influenced by this live livecast, the livecast from last week, which was uh, titled, Play Something Meaningful to You in 2023. The idea of pairing intentional play, play that uh, that is important to you, that is meaningful to you, with intentional creation, which was the topic of last Monday's blog post. Um, that was a fun post to write. I, I appreciate anyone who chimed in last last week to uh, to offer your thoughts on that topic. I have a few other topics here that I'll jump into in a second, but I see some questions here, so I'll come back to them. Trish says, what's the correct pron- pronunciation of wingspan Oceania? I say Oceania, but I don't always pronounce things correctly, so that could be wrong. Oceania, is that how other people say it? Cortland says, or Corland says, I just got Wingspan Asia and got all the white tokens and no black tokens. Is this a common issue you are finding? I'm just painting half the whole ones a different color. Portland, unfortunately, that is not an issue that we uh, that we have had happen very often. And I'm curious if you're referring to the cubes or the um, the duet tokens. But we can replace them. It's our job to make sure that you get everything that uh, that that you bought for for your for any product of ours. So please. I appreciate you painting it but you can also definitely go to our replacement parts form and ask for those tokens just make sure to specify if you're talking about the cubes or the duet tokens or both if it's both of those tokens that you're missing i'm sorry about that that they weren't in your copy the more common issue that we've seen and it's still a very low percentage for as many copies of wingspan asia are out there but um the more common issue that we've seen is like having one or two tokens that are missing i think we saw them with the cubes in particular one or two black cubes seem to be missing them more copies than we would like. But again, we can, we can easily replace them and send them to people. Tim says, for the advanced orders, have you figured out different terms for pre-order or pre-order or, or a standard in-stock order? Yeah, Tim, the terms we're going with are pre-order for what we're doing now. So pre-order will be something that we accept orders for prior to production or well in advance of shipping. That's a pre-order. Uh, versus a product that has just launched. And so that's a term, we're going to use the term launch for a product that is in stock and we are accepting orders for it for the first time. And so the next example of that will be the tapestry expansion, Uh, the third tapestry expansion. We will have a launch for it, um, hopefully in in early March. That's the plan right now. Um, So yeah, pre-order is prior to production or well in advance of, of shipping and launch will be when we have it in stock, we're ready to send it to you but it might be a few weeks if we get a bunch of orders all at once. David says, have I tried Wayfarers of the South Tigris yet? I have, yeah, I have a video about it that I posted about a month ago. Um, he says it's a really interesting variable game length through the journal track. I agree. Yeah, I love how Shem and Sam hardly ever put rounds in their games. I don't mind games with rounds, but, um, but I, I really like the flow of a game that doesn't have rounds and Wayfarers flows really well. I also will say I really love the panoramas in Wayfarers. The, the aesthetic of those panoramas is really, really nice. Dusty says, "I know you have comm- I, I know people have commended you for the support you've continued to pro- provide to Rolling Realms. I also wanted, I also wanted to thank you for pulling in Corell. Car- um, Corell does this, Dusty, saying, that I totally agree. Corell has been a fantastic contributor, and I love that he has continued to manage the fan realms and Living Rulebook with examples. Big kudos to Corell, and I absolutely agree, Dusty. Yeah, Corell has been amazing to work with. Um, it's wonderful to, in particular, because I've kind of." Um, a while ago, I, I went to Corella and said, do you just want to be the lead designer for these realms? Um, and and Corella has fully embraced that and has done such a wonderful job with a number of promo realms that you will see over the coming year and years uh, that, that Corella designed and I helped develop uh, a, a, as a developer. But yeah, Corella has been amazing. I agree, he's done more than just design realms. He has also maintained the living rubric of fan realms and we continue to see more of them. So yeah, he, he's been amazing to work with. Carol is joining us today as well. Carol, who has joined the mill for a few episodes now. Carol, it's been wonderful to see you there. She says, have I had my first play of the year yet? If so, what was it? I actually don't think I've played a game in 2023 yet, but game night is tonight, and so I look forward to playing some games tonight. Um, I have have a few new uh, games that I have played, so Bullet, Creature Comforts, uh, uh, First Ascent, uh, Lands of Galzir, fun facts. I'll have all those out if people want to play them, but I think people will probably bring some games that they're excited about too. What was your first play of of, of 2023? And that's question for everyone watching here today. What was the first game that you played in 2023? Stavros says, anything on the big box for Tapestry and its expansions? Yeah, there actually, there is no big box. I've said this a number of times. There's no big box for Tapestry. The big box for Tapestry already exists. It is the box that Tapestry came in. What we have been working on with a uh, a, a professional insert designer is a custom insert for that tapestry box that can hold tapestry and the three expansions. So that is uh, really wrapped up, both the the expansion and the the insert have wrapped up production and we will be selling them at the same time, most likely in early March. I'll be talking about them sometime in February, probably mid-February, I'll be talking about those products. George says that he has a friend from Australia who pronounces it Oceana. Oceana instead of Oceania. Oceania? How do I say it now? Oceania? Oceania? Oceania. Oceania sounds right. Oceania. Steve says that he's enjoying his late night, happy, no, uh, late night Stonewall party. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year to you too, Steve. Do you make New Year's resolutions? If so, what are yours for 2023? You know, I, I made some resolutions for myself and for Stilmire Games last year. I haven't done that this year because I think I'm still kind of working my way through some of those resolutions and, and learning as I go. Um, so currently I would say my resolution is doing a better job at, at uh, completing some of those resolutions from, from 2022. Um, really in general, my goal is to continually try to be a kinder, more patient, more loving person. like That's my goal. I want to treat people with kindness and love and with joy. And I want to bring joy to the people in my life, whether the people like you who are around the world or the people who I see every day, like Megan, my friends. Um, And so that's my goal. And if I can do a better job at that, uh, a little better job every day, um, that's my resolution. Yeah. Melissa says, any word on Tapestry Digital and inserts for the box version? I just mentioned the inserts a minute ago. You probably caught that part. But the Tapestry Digital, I did see a note from the developer, uh, a public note. I have the same information you do, But they posted a public note saying that they have uh, received a bunch of applications from developers that they are reviewing right now. So they are trying to get some more developers on board to help out with Tapestry Digital. So um, I don't know if it's really made much forward progress, but they are at least making forward progress in that stage of the project of, of engaging more developers. Dominic says he found a copy of Tapster at his local library. That's cool. And he played two solo games. He loves the variety the game offers. Also, his brain is still burning. It looks like my librarian has a great taste of games. What's your library, Dominic? If you don't mind sharing, um, I think that's wonderful that they carry games at your local library. George says, I know in the past you said that you don't necessarily have the equipment for live playthroughs, but I think the fans would still love to see that. Any plans for playthroughs from the Stonemaier team? Well, I do do live playthroughs of, of Rolling Realms. In fact, I do, I'm doing one this afternoon. We're doing one um, today, tomorrow, and Friday. Rolling Realms works for live plays for me because I can kind of point the camera down at just my desk, and I don't need to be engaging with anyone else at the same time. I can just focus on the game and on the people who are, who are playing along or watching along live. For any other game, it's really difficult. I, again, I don't have the equipment for it. I just have a webcam attached to my, my desktop here. So um, that won't be happening. But if you want live plays with me, there are many, many of them for uh, for Rolling Realms. And I'll continue doing them for Rolling Realms. Kevin says that his first play of 2023 was at 12.15 a.m. on January 1st of Wonderland War. That's a great game, Kevin. Um, that's very late at night. I was definitely asleep by then, but I hope you had fun with it. Allison says that she uh, hasn't played any games yet, but she unboxed her copy of Oros. Oh, Jenna popped in. Jenna is one of the... Jenna, you have an email for me. I invited Jenna... Let's see if Jenna has replied. No, so Jenna, uh, it uh, not works for but has um, the YouTube channel Board Game Garden. And I invited Jenna to be one of the advanced copy reviewers... Of, uh, of the new Tapestry expansion. So we'll see if Jenna accepts that offer. Jenna, I'm putting you on the spot here live since you chimed in. Krista says that she played a lot of Wingspan and Viticulture on Board Game Arena um, on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Nice. That's awesome, Krista. Chad says that his first game of 2023 was X-Men Marvel United. Carol says that her first play was Catapult Feud. Oh yeah, I saw you post about that, Carol. I played it six times already this year. Sounds like a fun game. William hasn't played anything in 2023 yet, but he said game night is this weekend and he got some Stonemaier games for Christmas that he's eager to get to the table. Let me know what you think of those games after you play them. William, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Chad says, are there any games from 2022 that you're still trying to get to the table? There are. Yes. Um, I'm trying to remember what they are at this point. So the games that I have the list over here, uh, there are a few games that I really wanted to play in 2022 that I didn't get to. Those games are... I'm looking through uh, some information here about the video I'm posting this weekend. Those games were Endless Winter, First Rat, Heat, Soulforge Fusion, Oathsworn, Revive, Marvel Remix, Foundations of Rome, and War of the Ring, the card game. Those are all the games... Um, and I'm sure there, there are many others as well, but these are the games that came to mind as games that I'm excited to play, um, that I'd love to play and I look forward to playing, but I haven't played yet. And they, most of them were released or were widely available in 2022. Um, Corlin recommends King's Dilemma and Sleeping Gods. Yeah, I love both of those games. I'm so excited to play the Queen's Dilemma when it is released probably in about a year. And uh yeah I love playing the first campaign of Sleeping Gods. I can't wait for that second for the sequel to come out of that so I can get that to the table in 2023. Juliana says that she played 50 hours of Wingspan while isolated with COVID for Christmas. Much appreciated. I'm so sorry that you you went through that. I appreciate you self-isolating so you wouldn't infect other people and I hope you're feeling better now, Juliana. Jenna says that her word of the year is happiness. I like that. I like that. Happiness. yourself and for other people um yeah that's that's a great word ivan says is there any way to get the formaggio or or boar culture expansions for viticulture with their components there is yeah you can order it from um from at least in the u.s and some places you can order it from print and play productions and in the uk i think board game extras carries it Um, uh, but you're right you have tuscan essential but they don't come in tuscan essential uh, because it's they're not essential Julie says uh, her first game was Everdell with the New Leaf expansion. I love that the expansion brought to the game in both the cards in small but powerful additions and the mechanisms. You know, I've never played an Everdell expansion. Is, is that your recommendation for the first one I should play, Julie? Um, I have Everdell. I love the game, but I have never played an expansion. Chet says, how's the aftermath of your plumbing situation? Were you able to get everything put back together and drywalled? Yeah, here I have a few final uh, fun little topics to cover today one plumbing plumbing isn't particularly fun but we do have the plumber coming back today but probably right after this live cast, the plumber is going to come by and hopefully attach the right part to the right tube and get things get things working again in the second ba- uh, second bathroom otherwise we have had running water for the last week which has been very nice um so hopefully that'll be solved soon i haven't mentioned my chocolate of the day i have two chocolates of the day these are gifts that were given to me recently some delicious chocolates this one is from a local place in st louis called honeymoon chocolates they use nectar or honey i'm sorry not nectar they use honey instead of other sweeteners in their chocolate and this is cocoa chocolate which my co-worker susanna gave to me she picked this up at the st louis art museum or maybe history museum i think art museum and it's scottish chocolate if i remember correctly no. Okay. The, co- the cacao comes from Colombia, but I think the, the company is, yeah, the company is in Scotland and this is really tasty chocolate. We had the, the caramel version first and found it very, very tasty. I haven't, I haven't tried this honeymoon version yet. I've tried other honeymoon chocolates, but yeah, those are going to be my chocolate or one of them will be my chocolate of the day. Let me know if you have an indulgence of the day, what, what that will be for you. Tim says for Wingspan, how do, how do I balance the, this expansion doesn't depend on another with the, or some fans desires, including Tim, for more nectar birds or duet underground goals mixed in with a new expansion, trying to plant a seed. Uh, that's a good question, Tim. I think the key is that we can have, all future expansions will be independent, independent of other expansions, right? So if we release, well, we have Antarctica, we have Latin America, we have Africa. So we, if we release Africa, um, Africa itself will only need the core game of Wingspan, but that doesn't mean that it couldn't also enhance those other expansions. Um, just it won't be a primary element of it, but we could have a few tiles for duet mode. We could have a few cards that have nectar in their costs. That's totally fine and we'll just say, hey, like don't play with these cards or these tiles if you if you aren't using these other modes of play. I think I'm starting to view a little bit more as modes of play instead of as expansions. Because like when I play Oceania, um, like I play with Oceania birds, but I typically don't play with Nectar. And so I don't play with the Nectar birds. Uh, If I play two-player, typically I'm probably going to play with duet mode. But um, I'm not always going to play with that mode. That sort of thing. Stavros also asked anything about the Tapestry Big Box. Again, there's no Tapestry Big Box. I need to make that very clear there's no tapestry big box the tapestry big box already exists it is the box that tapestry comes in what we are releasing is a custom insert that that goes into that box and holds all tapestry components um, and all three the components for all three expansions so um, it's much more cost effective for for us and for you to do that especially since we already have a giant box in tapestry and we'll be selling that custom insert Alongside the third expansion, most likely in early March. Jenna says that she is uh, thinking about the, the, uh, the Tap Street expansion offer that I mentioned to her, the advanced copy. Totally respect if you don't want it, uh, Jenna. I know you have other priorities, as do other reviewers, but, um, but the offer is out there. Dusty says, I've been meaning to tell you that I love the Tap Street rubber mat. I've never, never had a game, pad, a game mat that was rolled into a tube but immediately laid flat after he unrolled it, but the Tapstreet rubber mat did. I was so impressed. Great choice of material. Thank you, Dusty. I'm glad you're enjoying the material for that new mat. Um, I'm really, really, really happy with the quality of the mat. It's a really, really high quality mat that Panda made for us. Tony says that he played Turing Machine for the first time last evening. He says, I was completely astounded with the design that must have been required in order to make sure that every combination of number and verifier cards showed the correct response. What's one game that had a functional design that really impressed you? Cryptid is the one that comes to mind, and I think it's somewhat of a similar game to Turing Machine, although I don't know much about Turing Machine. But yeah, Cryptid blew my mind that they could figure out how to make all those clues work and not have any outliers. I think they must have had an amazing... Maybe computer program to help them figure that out. But yeah, Cryptid had that impact on me. Patty says her first game was Azul and also played Trails last night. Nathan's game was Savannah Park. I won't read all these, but I'll read some of them. Jenna says uh, Wafers of the South Tigris. Such a fantastic game. Um, Chad says he's looking forward to Revive. He says, I hear you don't have to play the mini campaign. You can just start with the rules. That sounds fun. I'm, I'm fine with the mini campaign too, though. Nancy says, Nancy Jane says, The First Rat and Heat Pedal to the Metal are both a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to playing both of them. It might not be until Geekway. Those are, those are currently on my Geekway to the West list uh, of games to play. Steve says, His partner and him are huge fans of Smitten. I'm so honored to hear that, Steve. I have a handy little copy of Smitten here. Ready to go whenever anyone wants to play a game. He says, uh, how do you evaluate its success both in commercial sense and in a review sense? Do you plan to plan publish any more 18-card games? I don't have the 18-card uh, number as a target by any means, but uh, it's possible that we might do it in, in the future. Maybe we'll have a, a sequel to Smitten with, uh, if we have enough new products to populate nine more cards. Um, it's hard to evaluate the success of Smitten. I mean, the whole point of it was to, uh, to give something to fans for fun, for free, as part of our 10th anniversary celebration. And if, with that as the goal, I think we accomplished it. We, we included it for, with all those orders that came through in September. And now it's still on our web store for, uh, for $10. So I'm really happy with how it turned out for that reason. I think it also was a fun experiment to do something outside of the games that we normally publish, because normally our games all go up from from one to five players. This only plays one to two. And so it kind of was a, a nice way to give myself permission to step outside of those constraints when appropriate, for specific special occasions like that. Um, And just so we don't have to wait another 10 years for something like that, I think April Fool's is maybe the time that we will typically release products like that, products that feel a little bit different than normal Stonemaier products. That's what we did with the Disc Golf Discs. That's what we did with some other products in years past. So I look forward to seeing um, how how that emerges in, in years to come. Dominic says that he it's his local... T- he mentioned that his library has a copy of Tapestry. He says it's his local town library in Belgium. They have over 250 games available to rent for free. That's really cool. That's awesome. Sarah also recommended Everdell expansions in general. If you have a specific, a specific one that I should check out, let me know. Carol says that she's hoping to finish her King's Dilemma campaign this weekend. HG says it's been over a year since they started the campaign and finally want to finish it in person on Saturday. That's a long time to play the, the King's Dilemma campaign. Trishul says that the Arc Nova expansion has a cool discard mechanism to balance the thinning of the card deck. Any thoughts on using that as a house rule for Wingspan? Or do Wingspan card type percentages roughly stay the same even with expansions? The card type exp- percentages do roughly stay the same. That's been a goal for Elizabeth. As for thinning the card deck... Um, yeah, I don't think that's necessary, given that the percentages are balanced out. And there are lots of mechanisms in Wingspan now to help you go through more cards, to help you refresh that, uh, the card mat. It happens at the end of each round, but there's also the thing in Duet Mode where you can do it. There's the aspect on the Oceania board that helps you refresh the card mat. So I don't think that's always necessarily a good thing, sometimes it's good to have those cards sit out there a little bit so you can wait for the right time to get them. But, uh, but the mechanisms are there if you want to go through the deck faster. Okay, Julie's answering about Everdell expansions. She says, if you want multiple small changes that don't alter the game too much, Belfair is the way to go. If you want more challenge and another major goal to add to the game, go with Spirecrest. If you want something in between the two, like a lot more cards and some new features, then New Leaf fits the bill. And she says she hasn't played Pearl Brook, but her favorite is a toss-up between Spirecrest and New Leaf. Thank you so much, Julie. I really, really appreciate that. I'm trying to read this and see... Which one jumps out the most to me? Um, right now, I, I kind of just want more stuff. Or I would want more stuff. And so maybe Belfair might be the right fit for me. But I like what you said about, uh, about New Leaf as well. Carol recommends Belfair and New Leaf as well. They open up the game and resources without adding much complexity. I love when, it, when, a, when an expansion does that. Reading a few more first games of 2023, I see Heat, see Hamlet, Cubitus, uh, and Cartographer. Uh, and Julie says that she also enjoys Smitten and played it a little bit over the weekend and um, introduced her family to it. I'm glad you're having fun with that, Julie. Thank you for, for sharing it with other people. I will say, so I haven't mentioned stuff that, that has been going on behind the scenes to our games. I've been working a lot with the developer of the Score Calculator app for our games, Um, It's called Stillmeyer Score, or Scores? I always forget if it's plural or not, but it's a free app that we offer that you can get right now if you want from iOS or Android. I'm not sure how updated the Android version is. The iOS version is fairly updated, but a big update is coming. We've been working on a huge update that will add um, calculators for all of our games and ways to remember scores for all of our games. And uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a massive expand, ma- massive um, uh, update. So if you want the app and you don't want to forget about it, uh, go ahead and get the app. It's free. You can just go to the App Store and get the Stolmeyer Score app, or scores. Again, don't know if it's plural or not, but you should see it if you search for it in the uh, the iOS or the Android store, the Google Play store, I think it's called. And um, I, I think you'll you'll really enjoy how this this calculator helps with the games. Um, because it isn't just a way to for you to record your scores; it does do that. It records scores, it saves high scores, things like that. But it also it can be used as a end of game calculator. It has reminders about tiebreakers, reminders about how the game ends in the first place, all that stuff. It's a big update, and uh, it's been fun to work on that with Paul. So that's going to come out very, very soon. Uh, if you if you download it to the, today, it won't have that update. But the update should, if you have automatic updates set up, it should be automatic once we once the uh, the updates are approved by the iOS and Google Play stores. Scrolling through a few other comments here. I uh, here, uh, see uh, Cubitos and Azul as some of the first games played. Chad says, any plans to do some traveling this year, maybe a national park or overseas? We have been talking with Megan's family. Uh, her parents are celebrating their 40th anniversary, and they're talking about going to the Grand Tetons and Yellowstone. And so that's possible for this year. I don't have any other travel plans other than that, other than another trip to the, the Gamers Ranch here in the middle of Missouri, which I look forward to doing that again. No overseas travel plan for this year currently. Um, I don't know if we're quite there yet, but it is possible. It could happen. Depends on how how the pandemic continues to uh, persist and emerge and uh, these various spikes that we see happen from time to time. George says, how is your playthrough of Betrayal Legacy going? You know, we paused after game four, and I think we have a scheduled time to pick up game five and six, although I forget when that's happening now. George. So it's going to happen, but I don't know exactly when they're happening. I'm looking forward to getting it back to the table, though. I, I enjoyed my plays in Betrayal Legacy so far. Mark says he's in love with Turing Machine as well. He's always looking forward to solving the daily challenge. That's cool. They have a daily challenge for it. Maybe we can have a daily Rolling Realms challenge. That's a lot. Uh, that's a lot of challenges, but uh, so I'll probably stick with my, my bi-weekly challenges of, of the live plays, but that's a fun thing to consider. If, if you're free to put it out there, Mark, I know you've been very creative with Rolling Realms uh, if you have a, a daily challenges that you want to put out there to people, by all means, go ahead and go for it. David says that Belfair and New Leaf are the best more stuff expansions for It uh, Sounds like it from Julie's description as well. Nathan says that he enjoys Belfair because it adds player power, so each player gets their own mini passive bonus. Cool. That sounds fun. I like, I like mini asymmetric bonuses. Jenna also uh, loves Belfair and and mentioned uh, the Variable Powers as well. Jerry says, how was your first play of Creature Comforts? I loved it. I, I It's such an adorable, cozy game. And the mechanisms are really, really solid in, in Creature Comforts. It's a worker placement. For those who don't know, it's a worker placement game with a dice mechanism that I was a little hesitant about because you roll two dice, your own private two dice that you're going to use essentially as resources during the round. Um, they are not the same as workers. You have workers that you place on the board. You roll these two dice and you know what numbers they are. And that impacts like the stuff that you can get, whether or not you can even activate some actions or not, and um, and how good the stuff is that you get from certain actions. But And so that's great. The thing I was doubtful about is that there are four other dice that are shared by all players. When it's your turn, you get access to all four of those dice. But they're only rolled once and they're rolled after worker placement. And so you don't know, you might place a worker on an action that requires a five and a six, and you don't know if a five and a six are even going to be rolled. And so there's a little bit of almost push your luck with that, of hoping that, you can, that's, that the person who's rolling the four dice will roll those four dice. Anyway, I was really doubtful about that mechanism, but it ended up being a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed the feeling of rolling those dice, watching the player roll those dice. And once those dice are rolled, kind of reconfiguring what you decide that you want to do that round. And it allows for simultaneous worker placement without um, without too much analysis paralysis because you don't have the full information at the time of placing the worker. You're kind of mitigating risk a little bit and using the knowledge that you have based off of your dice and, and your abilities to manipulate the dice. Um, you're using that information and it kind of just speeds up the game with the simultaneous mo- uh, worker placement aspect. So I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to play it again. I have it p- potentially on the table tonight at Game Night. Okay. Thank you, Dusty, for reminding me that it is plural. It's Stillmire scores. And Dusty was very kind to put the links to the app in the description here. Again, big update coming very, very soon. I might even have an email from the developer right now about it. Kenny says, is the bird feeder shirt on the Stillmire Games website? No, this isn't a Stillmire shirt. This is from, I believe it's from Meeple House, I believe is the name of the company that has this shirt. But if you, if not, uh, Hopefully, maybe a Google search for The Early Bird gets whatever it wants will help you find this shirt. It's a really nice shirt. I really like it. Tony says, his wife surprised me with a copy of Roleplayer Adventures for Christmas. That was my favorite game of 2021, Tony. He says, I believe you've mentioned having played it and enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. He says, did you import a roleplayer character you had created yourself? You know, I thought I was going to do that, but then I saw the huge variety of characters that are created for role Player Adventures. And they seemed more exciting to me than the characters that I had in role Player, So I went with a cute little like puffin penguin bird character for myself. Um, you have to see what you think. I, I would recommend looking through those characters first because there, there are some really, really fun characters that they've created for the game. And they each also have their own backstories too. Molly, good to see you, Molly. Molly says that her first game of the year, or first their first game of the year was Journeys in Middle-Earth. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I haven't played that in a while. I, I need to give that another try to see if I uh, if it's uh, if it's a good fit for me to play through more of the campaign. George says, does the app update include a bonus round scoring update? The Wing Score app lets you pick which side of the bonus board you're playing with and then you just enter the places. And the app calculates the score automatically based on which place you came in. I believe it does uh, off the top of my head. There's a lot more automation in the app this time in terms of scoring for Wingspan and also for other games. Like inside, you can now enter your population level and then it'll calculate the value of your resources, the territories you control, things like that. So I believe that is included in the app now, George. But if it isn't, let, let us know. We can always put out more updates. We will put out more updates too. Oh, and Dusty Dusty's on top of the links today. Meeple Crossing, not Meeple House. Meeple Crossing has, has the shirt. Thank you, Dusty. I really appreciate that. Trishul says, have I considered implementing a camera-based augmented reality automatic scoring assistant in your score app? It seems possible through existing technologies. It is possible, and there is an app called, uh, oh, Dusty will have to help me out here too, it's called the, the Mad King's Steward. It's an independent app. It isn't a Stonemaier Games app. It's an independent app, although we do mention in the rule because it's so clever. And it lets you, it uses augmented reality in a game of uh, Between Two Castles to just simply look at each castle and it'll score it for you. It is magical. It's incredible to see this app in motion. It is kind of a beast to do that though. And so I don't think the developer that we work with is able to do that. Um, and so currently that isn't a possibility for, uh, for the Wingspan Scores app but maybe in the future, depending on how that technology develops. Julie says, with creature comforts, I appreciate the lesson learned component, because even if things don't pan out, you get a token that can alter dice for a later turn. I love that too, Julie. Yeah, that's a key. If you place a worker and you didn't have that five and six happen, and you couldn't manipulate dice into the five and six, you get a little lesson learned token. And I love the name of that that token too. You learned a little lesson here that you shouldn't have gone there. And you can use that token in the future to add plus or minus to, to a die. Um, and then you discard the token. Kenny says, "If I gotten into Cracks of Quinlenburg I love Quacks of Quindlemburg. Yeah, if you check out my YouTube channel, it shows up all too often on my top 10 list because I love the game so much. Kenny says that he got his best friend and his family to play it on Monday. They were all intimidated by it. There's a lot that goes into it on the table, but they all thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a, it's a really nice game in that uh, you can have... It's a game where like, having a game manager is an asset to the game because it, can, it makes the game really, really accessible to people. You're telling them, you know, put this stuff in your bag. Here's how we're, what we're going to do right now. And then you get to walk them through those steps at the end of the round. Uh, I think that, that's, it's interesting how that makes the game really accessible, even though it, the flow of the game is kind of interrupted by all those, those multiple steps. But yeah, I'm glad you introduced it to, you, to your friend and his family. I'm glad they had fun with it. I love Quacks. Really, really love Quacks. Uh, Chad says that his wife surprised him and got Ark Nova for him. Ark Nova. I love it. I actually just did a video where I talked a lot about Ark Nova yesterday. He says, I'm excited to get this at the table. I hear a lot of people say it's like Terraforming Mars. Would you describe it this way? Um, would you prefer, which one do you prefer to play? I love Ark Nova, for sure. Ark Nova is definitely the game of choice for me between those two. I do like Terraforming Mars, but Ark Nova is my choice. I, they're similar in that they both have a lot of cards, a lot of unique cards that are designed based off of scientific concepts, real life animals, real life science and slightly science fiction concepts. Um, and many cards in both games have kind of requirements that build off of each other. like you can't play this card until you do this, this and this, or until you have this and this. Um, I think that's where the comparison ends between the two, but uh, but that is a pretty strong comparison for the card play element of both the games. But yeah I, I look forward to hearing your thoughts, Chad, because Arc Nova, for for many reasons, including the video that I filmed yesterday, was about intrinsic motivations, and I think Ark Nova uh, excels at at intrinsic motivations and giving players things that they can be they can pursue because they are rewarding to them to to the player, not because the game tells you that this is a rewarding element or something that you must do. Uh, Molly says that uh, they got quacks from a board game, Secret Santa, and their wife and her and, and Molly love it. I, she says, I'm the queen of busting when the odds were in my favor. I That happens to be too. But it still feels good. You still get something out of it when you bust in, in Quacks of Klinburg. Steve, Steve, who is still awake here, says at the end of the podcast, or the live cast, says in June, his partner and him are going on a dream holiday to Iceland. Iceland's on my bucket list, too. A long way from australia out of anticipation i looked up good iceland theme board games and almost none exist i was surprised are there many cultures and countries that you think are underrepresented or that you'd be excited to see explored in a game i'm sure there are i mean with as many like games that we have based off of a city in europe there are so many other cities and countries that that don't really have themes attached to them i think the tricky thing is as a publisher is um accurately representing those games and not uh, not just taking things that that seem interesting to us, but also so I, I almost think that games in a specific region, it's better off if they're designed by someone who has who knows that region really well and lives there. Someone who is who is uh, at least a native or who has been there to that region uh, for quite some time. So uh, there are certainly games and regions around the world that I'd love to see more of. There are lots of games set in japan but japan is a region a place a culture that has always has always been very very close to my heart and so i love seeing games set in japan even though there are already plenty of games set in japan so that's a theme that's a region that that always excites me when i see a game set in in um, japan modern or feudal or futuristic japan now, stefan is from iceland he says there are very few iceland themed games but reikult comes to mind oh that's great I think Uwe Rosenberg does a generally respectful job to uh, when he creates a game that's set in another culture. Although, um, some might disagree about that. That's me saying that as an outsider. Dusty signing off for of the week. Thank you, Dusty, for chiming in today. And I, I do hope our plumbing issue is solved as well. And uh, Kevin says, he just learned Wingspan recently. Welcome to the world of Wingspan, Kevin. He says, should I pre-order the recently announced nesting box or wait until the ne- next nesting box is released with the future expansion? I'm, I'm okay waiting. Kevin, I think it's increasingly unlikely that we will in the future associate big boxes with any other product um, because I think it's confusing for people. People end up associating linkspan Asia with the nesting box, even though the two really have no connection to each other other than the first printings happen to happen at the same time. Um, so I don't even know for sure if if... I think it's fairly unlikely that a future expansion will be packaged inside the nesting box fairly unlikely so if you want the nesting box I would say pre-order pre-order it now this is the time that you can ensure that you get a copy um if you if you participate in the current pre-order yeah so hopefully the pre-order is inviting and reasonable to people I know it's a high price to play for what is ultimately an empty box but there's a lot of stuff in this box too there's even though the things in these inserts aren't there we have a, a, what five total inserts in in the box we include a new bird feeder punch board in it so you can refresh your bird feeder include all these separator tiles and it's just a big beautiful well-constructed box that i that I hope you enjoy so um, yeah it costs a lot to make in freight ship but hopefully if you love wingspan if you're getting, you're getting it because I think you love wingspan and you want to store everything for wingspan in a nice organized way that's easy to set up and tear down um, that's what the nesting box is here for Daria, Kevin, Chad, everyone else. Thank you so much for joining in for today's live cast. I really do appreciate it. I have fun with these discussions. And uh, if you have any questions that pop up in your mind later, uh, and, and Steve, especially Steve, who stayed up very late. Good night, Steve. Uh, if you have any other questions, post them on the YouTube version of this video and I'm happy to answer them there. All right. Have a great week. Take care. I'll see you next Wednesday. Actually, I'll see you if you join the Rolling Realms live cast. I'll see you in a few hours. I'll see you at in four hours is when I'll do the livecast. That's three o'clock central time in the Rolling Realms Facebook group. All right. Take care. Happy 2023. Happy New Year's. I'll see you later. Bye.